0: This is Over the Culture Podcast, where you get to hear my spin on things I like, like music, sports, sports entertainment, movies, TV shows, and your mom. You also get to hear about things I don't like, like mouse-ass motherfuckers. And I'm your ambassador of ceremonies, the one gig kid, Pat Stay Black, Alex Trablack, me for Sutherland, loop fly talker, the most interesting, in podcasting, the troller of trolls, the prince of petty, Steve G. Welcome to Prime Time, bitch! Ha 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 ha! It's February 27 2022, and your boy Steve G is back on the market. Yes, I am swiping left, swiping right once again. I wasted no time. Uh, I'm trying out this Facebook dating now. Uh, I'm sick of re downloading these fucking apps the Tenders, the Bumbles, the Plenty of Fishes, uh, all of that shit, and Plenty of Fish never again. Because you need to do any and everything. You need to fucking discover the Da Vinci Code just to get out of the fucking profile. When when you start that Plenty of Fish profile, it's like you got to solve a Rubik's Cube or something to get the fuck out of there. So I'm not going to go down that path again. Um, but yeah, the decision was made on my end. We had a conversation, me and my ex. Uh, actually, last Sunday, I got home from work on the 20th. And we had a conversation that escalated quickly as expected. And I ain't got time for that shit. Life is too short. And I want to be happy. I prefer peace over pussy. If the pussy can't come with peace, be gone. If you don't value my peace or respect my peace, peace. I can't do it. Won't do it. And the arguments, the stupid, petty bullshit arguments, I get the fact that couples argue, they fight from time to time. But when a lot of the arguments stem from your own insecurities that you project onto me, fuck you. I can take criticism and I can give it. But if I can take the criticism and you can't, this isn't a fair fight. I don't want any parts. How can we be teammates? How can we be partners? You're supposed to be my rock. You can't be my rock if you're not at peace with yourself. You can't even add to my peace if you're not at peace with yourself. If you don't even like you, you're gonna project all of these things that you think of you onto me and I like me, I love me even in the hard times, I still love me. I have family and friends who love me and I appreciate that. I think about that often throughout the day. Keeps me going. Now, if you do have insecurities about yourself, then hey, we all have some insecurities, but don't beat your partner over the head with it because you don't deserve to have a partner if you're doing those kind of activities, things of that nature no so she did one of those angry hangups and after that instant block you just became the new kid on the block list oh 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 oh, oh. you say the wrong things baby block you on text block you on call didn't matter Called me about five times before I blocked her. I ain't answering that shit. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your Mary J. Blige ass response. Because I ain't going to shed no tears to my goddamn self. When my mind is made up and done. Done and done All right? Back into the pool. Also, roommate gate continues. It's going to continue until the 31st of March, apparently. Uh, Tweedle dumb and Tweedle dumbass, uh, thing one and two. <sighs> I'm really giving them a shot. I'm giving them. I'm giving them their space. I'm giving both Captain Ass Kelvin and Tough Guy Tonio their fucking space, their peace. Stay the fuck out of mine. Stay the fuck out my lane. However, over the week. Captain Ass Kelvin, or is I'm gonna just start calling him Bitch Ass. Bitch Ass, the Bitch Ass roommate. Because I, I don't like using the name Kelvin, Captain Ass Kelvin. Uh, he shares the same name as one of my best friends, Kelvin. And that pisses me off even more. So from now on, Captain Ass Kelvin is Bitch Ass. So I, over the week, Bitch Ass, he's been having his buddy over. Who's not working, not doing anything, and they just kind of sit around talking and, you know, just talking and sitting on their dusty asses, ashy asses, on an ashy ass couch that's got probably all kinds of smeared stains on it. God, who else? God knows what else. So bitch ass and his only friend... They shoot the shit, and I, I guess he feels empowered somewhat. Because, uh, you know, I, I hear the mumblings. I hear his bitch-ass tone of voice throughout, the, uh, you know, through the wall. Uh, I, I pay it no mind. Uh, but he's been doing some little yelling and shit, and I know some of that yelling and shit is talking about me. So, I know he feels a certain way because none of his devices are connected to my Wi-Fi bitch ass yeah you have no more access to my wi-fi this is for people paying rent in this establishment uh so for now it'll just be me and tough guy tonio because tough guy tonio is at least paying his rent so after all this rumbling and all this shit, i came out of my room on friday and the nigga was by himself so I decided to address him because I'm sick of this shit. I'm fed up with this shit. We got a whole month ahead of us. Um, You know, he's not with his friend. He doesn't feel empowered. The the strength in numbers, but that didn't even matter because I've cussed that nigga out in front of his goddamn friend. Both of y'all can get down with me if you want to. So I just said, hey, man, chill out. And he looks fake, confused as if he doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. He's like, dude, I... what do you mean chill out I said hey dude chill out I'm giving y'all your peace your space just chill out with all that extra Been doing a lot of rah-rah lately and he's just playing oblivious for one thing he's been playing with the temperature in the apartment at night he will turn it cold and during the day sometimes he'll turn it up to like 88 degrees um that's his only thing that he can do that's the thing that he's paying for he's paying for the heat I'm covering everything else the electricity the wi-fi and I'm paying my share of the rent meanwhile he's just a nigga on the couch in the sunroom so I told him man I know you feel a certain way because you can't use my internet anymore he's like well I don't care, I was using Xfinity that we have for free before he got here. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, if that's what it is, that's what it is. But I know, I know that you're talking shit. However, if you're saying that's not the case, man, let's just keep it peaceful. And I went about my way. Now I'm sure the little rumblings and mumblings will continue. But, there's going to be times when I hear those rumblings and grumblings and I'm going to come out my room and just like a mouse, all of that energy, all of that rah 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 beating on your chest, hungry like a wolf, all of that shit will dissipate and scatter. All of that energy, all of that action. There is no action with bitch ass. I've invited the action. I've suggested action. Here we are, almost a year living with each other. No action. You know where I'm at. You see the door. I'm the guy with the biggest bedroom in the apartment. So roommate gate will continue. As far as tough guy Jonio, uh, I'm just waiting. I am waiting. That this is the guy who actually put this out there in the atmosphere. That if he feels disrespected again he's gonna start beating some ass oh you gonna start beating some ass baby oh don't beat my ass don't beat my ass tough guy Tony oh no Tony no so yeah ever since that day that infamous day we haven't said words we haven't shared words with each other no Um, and if it's gotta be that way until March 31st and forever then so be it but, just remember punks jump up to get beat down. And, you're using my Wi Fi, nigga. So, just like bitch ass, tough guy Tonio, you can go fin for some damn cum cash, you goddamn self. I got a lot of shit on my plate. And dusty ass motherfucking mice men ain't it. Mice boys. Not even mice men, you haven't even graduated to that level. You're mice boys. Mice, mice babies. I don't want to have to put hands on you motherfuckers like Jawan Howard. What did the Fab Five say to the face, motherfucker? Yeah, Jawan Howard. Last Sunday, had to put his hands on the coach of Wisconsin Badgers, Greg Gard. And uh, they lost to the Wisconsin Badgers. But before that, Greg Gard called the timeout. He was putting his second unit in. And he wanted to give them enough time to get prepared for the play. I think the the backcourt time, they were at like four or five seconds. It was getting close, and you need to get out of there before eight seconds. So he called a timeout, and the game was already decided. Juwan Howard took exception to that. They met up at the post-game handshakes, and he said he's going to remember that. That's what Juwan told him. He said he's going to remember that timeout, and that— led to another thing that was followed by another thing and the whole team Michigan Wolverines and the Wisconsin Badgers they all scuffled so Joanne Howard suspended for the rest of the regular season and fined $40,000 man and uh, I I like the things that he's doing with that team and that hurts to say being a Buckeye fan but I, I like good hoops football that's another thing I want the Wolverines football team to suffer forever, as long as possible. But the hoop team, and I respect the Fab Five, always have. They are icons of the culture. Not just basketball, but hip-hop. In the Chicago, Illinois, all of it came out of Juwan last Sunday. You know better, bruh. I get it. you Fab Five y'all was uh y'all was on some street shit kind of but you've been in the league you've been a part of assistants coach staffs and all of that man you've been around corporate America long enough to know better Juwan because just like bitch ass and tough guy Tonio you have to protect your peace you have to resist the urges of wanting to slap motherfucker. Those Cavs are doing good, man. Uh, I watched the game last night. They played the Washington Wizards at home, and I was watching the raw feed. I always watch the sports online. I get the raw feed because I don't have cable. Uh, I'm watching the halftime game, or the halftime show, and the fraternity Alpha Phi Alpha of one of the schools in Cleveland I believe it's it's either Central State no it's Cleveland State I believe they were performing a number a couple of numbers for halftime I look up and right in half court right in the center of the court is my cousin and I couldn't be any prouder man the the kid has always had a good head on his shoulders uh, smart bright uh, always got honor roll and now he's I believe in his last year in college in Cleveland. Um, He's pledged at Alpha Phi Alpha, um, probably the most prestigious uh, black fraternity, no offense to the others, but I mean, they're the oldest, they're the first, the alphas. Got a couple buddies that are alphas and I might have a couple other relatives that are alphas. But, yeah, I was so proud to see my young cousin, man. He's in his early 20s, and he's doing his thing, man. Uh, there's a big world out there for him, and I just know he's going to knock it out the park. Um, so that that was good to see, on top of seeing my Cavs come back to beat the Wizards at home. And also during halftime, they had a kiss cam, and one guy proposed to his hot girlfriend, and, and she accepted. She said yes. So, yeah, man, I, I needed to see that. Go Cavs, go Cuz, go Ohio. And speaking of Cleveland, the All-Star game last Sunday, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch any of the festivities. I didn't watch the dunk contest, the three-point contest. I do not watch any of that shit. But I saw clips. I saw some clips. I just didn't see the full event. None of the full events. Um, now... Steph Curry, he did his thing uh, like I I do. I I, got to give him his props. Uh, He's shooting Nassau three-pointers and just rocket range. However, the all-star MVP, that's great. That's cute. Regular season MVP, that's great. That's cute. When you going to get that finals MVP, Steph? When? You let another man come off the bench and take your shine in June. You let a guy who just sign with the team that year get the finals mvp back to back this is supposed to be your team Steph. isn't that what the the gm said at the championship parade the last time y'all won uh he wanted to make sure everybody understood that this was wardell's team so if this is wardell's team keep that same energy in june and that's all i got for wardell this time and the lakers are still trash Still trash. I hate the hate that Russell Westbrook is getting. Man, I, I don't know what it would take. What is the best situation for Russell? The West Wolf. I, I can't call him West Wolf anymore. Westbrook. I, I hate to say that. I, I, I'm I pulling for you, man. I At one time, I called you the Mike Tyson of point guards. Now... You're Peter McNeely. And I want Brian to get that fifth ring to at least match Tim Duncan, to at least match Kobe, to at least match Magic. Because matching Jordan, getting that six, it doesn't seem likely. It doesn't even seem likely you're going to get that fifth. You're losing to everybody. Don't matter where you're at. At home or away On paper This sounded great When you think LeBron James Carmelo Anthony Anthony Davis And Russell Westbrook ah, Who cares about the rest Oh and Dwight came back That doesn't hurt You would think Oh man They're on their way Yeah To the couch In springtime because I don't even know if y'all gonna make the playoffs. But I digress. What do I know? Just a nigga with a podcast. Now, on Friday, Conway the Machine drops his latest album, God Don't Make Mistakes. And, you know, before I even listened to it, I just added the album to my playlist. Because these guys from the Griselda gang have been consistent. Everything I've heard from Griselda in the past, I don't know, three years? Straight to the playlist. And this is no different. With features from Benny Siegel, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Skees, T.I., Novel, Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun, Jill Scott, Annette Price. Oh my God, man. The album is 12 tracks, 48 minutes and 8 seconds. And it's not his best project. It's not his best, but it's something to keep me warm. Also on Friday, Earth Gang released their latest album, Ghetto Gods. Now, Earth Gang, they are a duo consisting of Olu and Wow Great, originating from Atlanta, Georgia, of all places. And Earth Gang, they're a part of the Dreamville collective um, headed by J. Cole and Jid who I also appreciate I I really like Jid he's got a lot of content available on Spotify and just online in general Um, now Earth Gang they're more of a, I guess as the name suggests more hippie-ish it's more sing along Uh, they're still rapping they're still rhyming but there's a harmony to it not bone harmony but there's harmony think Roddy Rich. Now, Ghetto Gods is 17 tracks, 53 minutes in one second, uh, with features from Jid, J. Cole, Music Soulchild, Baby Tate, Lene Vene, and Nick Cannon with CeeLo Green. And the song with CeeLo Green and Nick Cannon is titled Power. That's where I'm at. Uh, I'm almost done with the album, and it's very easy listening. Uh, I feel like it's something to listen to doing chores around the house or running errands. It's it's very laid back. It's it's not turned up. It's not going to be thrown in the same uh, category as a lot of these other current Atlanta rappers. It's definitely no Gucci. It's no Twenty One Savage. It's no uh, Young Thug. Well, I mean, there there is some Young Thug when, when he's singing, but it's not trap heavy. So yeah, Earth Gang ghetto gods. But all things February 27th, in 1991, James Brown is granted an early parole and released from jail following his arrest after a high-speed car chase through two states in 1989. In 1996, American film production company Happy Madison Productions is founded by Adam Sandler. In the year 2000, WWF is airing the pay-per-view special No Way Out in 2002 the 44th annual grammy awards are presented in los angeles hosted by john stewart the soundtrack for the film oh brother where art thou wins album of the year while u2's walk on wins record of the year alicia keys wins song of the year for fallen and best new artist in 2005 the 77th academy awards are held million dollar baby wins the awards for best picture and best director and i believe this is the year jamie Foxx swept up with ray In 2009, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo premiered in theaters, and on that same day, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li premiered. Chun-Li is probably my favorite female video game character of all time. In 2011, the 83rd Academy Awards are held. Best Picture goes to The King's Speech. Colin Firth and Natalie Portman win Best Acting Awards. In 2013, Stone Temple Pilots fired their lead singer, Scott Weiland. But more important to me than all of that shit, on February 27, 1987, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors premiered in theaters. And this is my favorite of the whole franchise. I like it better than Dream Master, uh, the one that followed. I like it better than Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, The original. A lot of people like the original because it's got Johnny Depp and he's so dreamy. No pun intended. But... Dream Warriors, I like the special effects. I thought that it had a cool look. And it had a young Larry Fishburne. This is before he became Lawrence. Before he was Trey's daddy. Before he was... Kicking computer binary ass with Keanu Reeves. But overall, when it comes to the... Kings of horror and all the different film monsters... Freddy has always been my goat. He's witty. He's creative. With his uh, casualties. Yes. Um, And he's a scary motherfucker. He always scared the shit out of me, but I keep wanting to watch. Gave me nightmares, but I keep wanting to watch. What is Freddy going to do in this one? Better than Jason. Better than Mike Myers. Better than Chucky. And I like Chucky. But he ain't fucking with Freddy. Jason was slow, Mike was slow. Chucky was a dow. Intimidating dow, but he was a dow. No one fucks with Freddie. No one. Today in sports history, in 1959, Chicago Cards trade running back Ollie Matson to the LA Rams for nine players. And you know what, I, I consider myself somewhat of a sports historian and I've never heard of Ollie Matson. And that tells me right there that he wasn't worth nine players, but I digress. But on that same day in 59, Boston Celtic Bob Cousy sets an NBA record with 28 assists. Boston Celtics score 173 points against the Minneapolis Lakers. In 1960, U.S. Olympic ice hockey team beats U.S.S.R. 3-2 en route to a gold medal. In 1963, Mickey Mantle of the New York Yankees signs a baseball contract worth $100,000. In 1982, Dan Issel of the Denver Nuggets hits his 63rd consecutive free throw. In 1984, Carl Lewis sets a world record in the long jump. In 1987, the NCAA cancels SMU's entire 1987 football schedule for gross violations of NCAA rules regarding athletic corruption. In 2007, Marc Messier's number 11 jersey is retired by the Edmonton Oilers. And that was my Half-Assed Sports Report. Coming up, I'm going to discuss the film A Nightmare on Elm Street, released on this day in 1987. We'll be black after these messages. Freddy's coming for you. Never seen without a script the screen. I ain't on no extra let go shit. I'm on the extra retro shit. They told me to wrap it up like a bag of gifts, but I said I'm the man like an established whip. Show Show 'em how to make that hit, top charts and cruise. And all battleships, so we break battles, make beasts taste scars. I am one of the last of you to take charge. Bomba cassette steel, looney's the flex. Nigga shot like my name was Lex steel. checking for rex skills, looking at text bills, frustration, determination. Now I'm looking for X spills with special shield. Axe for Miss Jackson. I made this dirt roll, so my beat leave patterns and I made movies live hard, play rough. And all I seem to be is dust. Yesterday's hero. I am yesterday's, hero. I am yesterday's 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 hero. I exude such sadness. Now I move much madness in a world where I wonder. Is it a spell that I'm under? Don't forget about it. Copa sit around it you know that you spit the dopest shit around here. Holiest town near. Ringling brothers coming to clowns here. Walked in the guest I left the tent with four brown bears. Stressed the con calm, calm stare. Resting in a lawn chair. Man, I've been a mess since I left with golden blonde hair. What I don't understand is how it's handed till my hand break Mad because I'm average, sad, stranded in these damn lakes. Mediocre miracles It happens. They don't play me though. They don't want me quoting Steve G. the radio. Right. laying in the shade. Four spades and one white dude. If we play in W, eight Ice Cube. I am yesterday's I am yesterday hero. I am yesterday's hero. I am yesterday hero. I am yesterday's hero. I am yesterday's hero. I. I am yesterday's hero. I am yesterday's hero. Smoking at Sherman's in an empty bar in Brooklyn. Okay. Thinking about my days on stage. Homies were shook then. I remember cold nights in December. Everybody wanted some of my limelight. My rhymes tight. Sound like Cobain on a good day. Puffin' Hershey with Ron J. Perfecting wordplay. Now I'm going off of here stay. People associating my career with Doomsday. Just another news day in the life of a man. So trife with the mic. How I go from taking flight to trying to take my own life is what you make it. Suicide, you try to take it. it. Sitting in my bathtub, bloody naked. Just the thoughts of a boss who once had it all. A right. out of this rap shit. My downfall was too much floss and too much sauce. Mm-hmm. Career up and smoke. I has been reminiscing rhymes I wrote. I am yesterday's hero. I am yesterday's hero. I am yesterday's hero. I am yesterday's hero. I. Am yesterday's hero. I I am yesterday's hero. I am yesterday hero. I am yesterday's hero. I am yesterday's hero. I am yesterday's hero. And a special mention to those no longer with us. Last Tuesday we lost American comedian and magician, the amazing Jonathan. Born John Edward Sales on September 9, 1958 in Detroit, Michigan, his act was mostly composed of hijinks, interaction with one specific audience member, and a few legitimate magic tricks. From 2001 to 2014, he was a year-round headliner in Las Vegas. Self-described as the Freddy Krueger of comedy, Sales performed wearing his ever-present headband, and his shows frequently used gore. For example, pretending to suck on his own hanging eyeball, cutting his wrists and skewering his own tongue. He was also good friends with fellow performer Chris Angel and helped him perform a variety of illusions, most notably during three guest appearances on Angel's Mind Freak. In March 2007, it was reported that Sales was diagnosed with a serious heart condition. The performer's website identified the condition as cardiomyopathy and went on to assert that, due to a combination of weight loss and blood thinners, he was doing well. However. His heart condition worsened, and Sales announced that he would effectively retire, performing a final show in Toledo, Ohio for the general public and then for members of the Magic Castle on June 30th and July 1st, 2014. On November 5th of that year, in front of a live audience on ENT Speaks, he stated that he had a year to live. However, Sales defied his initial terminal prognosis. In 2017, he played several shows across the United States. The amazing Jonathan died in his sleep at his home in Las Vegas on February 22, 2022, at the age of 63. On Thursday, we lost American actress and singer Sally Kellerman. Born Sally Claire Kellerman on June 2, 1937 in Long Beach, California, she would have an acting career spanning over 60 years. Her role as Major Margaret Hot Lips Houlahan in Robert Altman's film M.A.S.H. earned her an Oscar nomination for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. After M.A.S.H., she appeared in a number of the director's projects, namely the films Brewster McLeod, Welcome to L.A., The Player, and the short-lived anthology TV series *Gun*. In addition to her work with Altman, Kellerman appeared in films such as Last of the Red Hot Lovers, Back to School, plus many television series such as The Twilight Zone, The Outer Limits, Star Trek, Bonanza, 90210, Chemistry, and Marin. At age 18, Kellerman signed a recording contract with Verve Records, but her first album was not recorded until 1972. A second album, Sally, was released in 2009. Kellerman also did commercial voiceover work for Hidden Valley Ranch Salad Dressing, Mercedes-Benz, and Revlon. Kellerman's animation work included The Mouse and His Child, Sesame Street Presents, Follow That Bird, Happily Ever After, Dinosaurs, and Unsupervised. In April 2013, she released her memoir, Read My Lips, Stories of a Hollywood Life, describing her trials and tribulations in the entertainment business. Kellerman died from heart failure at a care facility in Woodland Hills, Los Angeles, on February 24th, 2022, at the age of 84. At the time of her death, she had dementia. Also on Thursday, we lost American professional football player, Ken Burrow. Born Kenneth O'Fell Burrow on July 14, 1948, in Jacksonville, Florida, he played wide receiver for the Houston Oilers in the NFL. He was a track star and played quarterback at William M. Raines High School in Jacksonville and played wide receiver at Texas Southern University in Houston, Texas, being named an All-American in 1969. In 2016, Burrow was inducted into the Black College Football Hall of Fame. Burrow died in Jacksonville, Florida. On February 24, 2022, at the age of 73. On Friday, we lost American basketball coach and executive Dick Versace. Born Richard Patrick Versace on April 16, 1940, in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, he was the first American of Puerto Rican descent to have coached the NBA team. He died on February 25, 2022, at the age of 81. On that same day, we lost American professional football player Lionel James. Born on May 25th, 1962 in Albany, Georgia, he played running back for the San Diego Chargers in the National Football League. Undersized at five feet, six inches and 171 pounds, he spent his entire five year NFL career with the Chargers from 1984 to 1988. His best year as a pro came during the 1985 season when he set a then-NFL season record for receiving yards by a running back and all-purpose yardage. He also led the AFC in receptions that year. After a long illness, he died on February 25, 2022 at the age of 59. On Saturday, we lost American rapper and singer Snooty Wilde. Born Le Preston Porter on April 23, 1985 in Memphis, Tennessee, He was best known for his first single, Yayo, whose success helped launch his career. The song charted in the Billboard Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart. In October 2013, it was announced that a fellow Memphis bass rapper, Yo Gotti, had signed Wilde to his collective music group, Imprint. In September 2014, Wilde released his first extended play, Go Mode. The EP's second single, Made Me, peaked at number 93 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart, becoming the highest-charting single of his career. Wilde died on February 26, 2022, after having been shot the previous day. He was 36. Kevin Kern was an American television comedy writer, Born Kevin Patrick Curran on February 27, 1957 in Hartford, Connecticut, he wrote for Late Night with David Letterman, Married with Children, and The Simpsons. He was also the voice of Buck the Dog on Married with Children. In addition to writing episodes and voicing Buck, Curran served as a story editor and supervising producer on Married with Children. Curran died of complications from cancer on October 25, 2016 at the age of 59. Rest easy, y'all. this day in 1987, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, premiered in theaters. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors is an American fantasy slasher film directed by Chuck Russell. The story was developed by Wes Craven and Bruce Wagner and is the third installment in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. It stars Heather Langenkamp, Patricia Arquette, Larry Fishburne, Priscilla Pointer, Craig Wasson, and Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger. The film grossed $44.8 million domestically on a budget of over $4 million. It received mostly positive reviews from critics and is considered by many to be one of the best films in the Elm Street series. The film was preceded by A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge in 1985 and followed by A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master in 1988. Every town has an Elm Street. <laughs> In 1987, a year after the events of the previous film, teenager Kristen Parker dreams Freddy Krueger is chasing her. He attacks her in her bathroom after she thinks she already awoke, making it look like she slit her wrist in the real world. Believing Kristen to be suicidal, her mother admits her to Weston Hill Psychiatric Hospital where she is placed under the care of Dr. Neil Gordon. At the hospital, Kristen fights the orderlies who try to sedate her because she fears falling asleep. The new intern therapist, Nancy Thompson, calms her down and befriends her by reciting part of Freddie's nursery rhyme. Nancy is introduced to the rest of Dr. Gordon's patients. Philip, a habitual sleepwalker. Kincaid, a tough kid from the streets who is prone to violence. Jennifer, a hopeful television actress prone to cigarette burns. Will who uses a wheelchair due to a prior suicide attempt. Tyron, a recovering drug addict. And Joey, the youngest who is too traumatized to speak. One night, Freddie attacks Kristen in her dreams, but she unwittingly pulls Nancy into her dream, allowing them to escape. Kristen reveals that she has been able to pull people into her dreams since she was young. Over the next two nights, Freddie throws Philip off of a roof and kills Jennifer by smashing her head into a television. In their next group session, Nancy reveals to the remaining patients that they are the last of the Elm Street kids, the surviving children of those who banded together and burned Kruger to death many years ago. Both Nancy and Neil encourage them to try group hypnosis so that they can experience a shared dream and discover their dream powers. In the dream, Joey wanders off and is captured by Freddy, leaving him comatose in the real world. Nancy and Neil are relieved of duty. A nun, Sister Mary Helena, tells Neil that Freddy is the son of a young woman on the hospital staff who was accidentally locked in a room with hundreds of mental patients who raped her continually and that the only way to stop him is to lay his bones to rest. He and Nancy ask her father, Officer Donald Thompson, where the bones are hidden, but he is uncooperative. Nancy rushes back to the hospital when she learns that Kristen has been sedated. Neil stays behind to convince Donald to help them. Nancy and the others again engage in group hypnosis to reunite with Kristen, but are all separated by Freddy. Taryn and Will are killed by Freddy while Kristen, Nancy, and Kincaid find one another. The trio rescue Joey but are unable to defeat Freddy because he has become too powerful due to the souls he's absorbed. Sensing that his remains have been found, Freddy appropriates his own skeleton and kills Donald before incapacitating Neil. Freddy returns to attack the others but Joey uses his dream power voice to repel him. Donald tells Nancy that he is crossing over, but he is revealed to be Freddy and stabs Nancy in the stomach and tosses her aside. Freddy, believing that Nancy is dead, comes upon Kristen in order to kill her, but a still live Nancy stabs him with his own glove. Neil manages to recover and purifies Freddy's bones, killing him. After Nancy dies, Kristen manages to awaken everyone and return them to the real world. During the patient's funeral. Neil finds Amanda Kruger's tombstone and discovers that she is sister Mary Helena. That evening, he goes to sleep with the Malaysian doll Nancy gave him in Kristen's papier-mâché house nearby and suddenly Kristen's house lights up from the inside, suggesting that Freddy is not completely defeated. Following the critical failure of A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, New Line Cinema was unsure if they would continue with the series. Wes Craven, who wrote and directed the original A Nightmare on Elm Street, did not participate in the first sequel. He had not wanted the original to evolve into a franchise, but co-wrote the screenplay for the third installment with the intention that it would end the series. The success of A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, prompted a continuation of the series. Craven's very first concept for the film was to have Freddy Krueger invade the real world. Krueger would haunt the actors filming a new Nightmare on Elm Street sequel. New Line Cinema rejected the meta cinematic idea, but years later, Craven's concept was brought to the screen in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Craven himself would be unavailable for directing, as he was tied up with filming Deadly Friend around the same time. Wes Craven has said about the direction that he and Bruce Wagner wanted to take the franchise in that we decided that it could no longer be one person fighting Freddy. It had to be a group, because the souls of Freddy's victims have made Freddy stronger. He also called Heather Langenkamp to ask her if he may include her character Nancy in the script, which she agreed to. In interviews with cast and crew in the DVD extras, it is revealed that the original idea for the film centered around kids separately traveling to a specific location to die by suicide. Later, it would be discovered that the common link between the youths was that they dreamed of Freddy Krueger. Since suicide is a taboo social issue, the storyline was abandoned. Some aspects of the idea remained in the film. One of the most memorable scenes in the film and a fan favorite is the sequence that takes place in the junkyard during the film's climax. The junkyard sequence and the set itself were the product of art director Mick Strong. Mick also handled some special effects sequences on the film and became production designer on the sequel. The sequence was so popular that it appeared again in A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. In the shooting script, Sally Kellerman was supposed to appear on Dick Cavett's talk show, but Cavett allegedly handpicked Zsa, Zsa Gabor personally after being given the opportunity to choose who he thought would appear on his show and be slaughtered by Freddie. According to Robert England, all of her reactions and dialogue were completely improvised. Miss Gabor was probably just grateful to be asked to appear in a movie again, apparently didn't read the script or bother to do any research on nightmare flicks. I guess her agent told her, I have a job for you, and all she said was great, what time should I go? Not realizing that she was about to throw down with the burnt to crisp serial killer. During the fake talk show, where she's interviewed by Dick Cavett, all her reactions seen on film were 100% genuine. She didn't know who the fuck Freddie was, so when I jumped out, she had a mild freakout. This was New Line Cinema's first film to open nationally, opening in 1,343 theaters and debuting at number one, with a weekend gross of $8.9 million, a record for an independent film at that time. It made $44,793,222 at the domestic box office, making it both the highest-grossing film for the studio that year and the 24th highest-grossing film of 1987. It is the third-highest-grossing film of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, after Freddy vs. Jason and the Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. Rotten Tomatoes reads, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors offers an imaginative and surprisingly satisfying rebound for a franchise already starting to succumb to sequelitis. Variety wrote that Russell's poor direction makes the film's intended and unintended humor difficult to differentiate. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times rated it one and a half out of four stars. He liked the production values but said that it never generated any sympathy for its characters. Janet Maslin of the New York Times wrote, the film's dream sequences are ingenuous and they feature some remarkable nightmare images and special effects. Although he criticizes Langenkamp's acting, Kim Newman wrote in Empire that the film delivers amazing scenes in spades, bringing life to the sort of bizarre images which used to be found only on comic book covers. Well, it's my favorite of the series. Well, it's my favorite of the series. So fuck what y'all talking about. Happy 35th anniversary, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, Freddy Krueger, The Goat. today's birthdays for February 27th, happy 39th birthday to American actress Kate Mara. Also turning 39 is American basketball player Devin Harris. Turning 41 is American singer, songwriter, producer, and actor Josh Groban. Happy 42nd birthday to American journalist and academic Chelsea Clinton. Happy 51st birthday to American singer, songwriter, dancer, and actress Rosanda Thomas, or as we know her as Chili from TLC. (sighs) American actor Adam Baldwin turned 60 today, happy 61st birthday to American basketball player, sportscaster, college champion, NBA champion, and Hall of Famer, big game James Worthy, and a very special happy 88th birthday to American lawyer, politician, and activist Ralph Nader. So that wraps up another edition of Over the Culture Podcast. Check out my other show as well. Happen in the 90s every Thursday with my buddy Matt G, Crush Gasm with Kendra every Wednesday, Don't Worry B movies with Amanda and Wade, and B3F Podcast with Steven and Joey. Please y'all, please, pray that I do not have to put my hands on someone's child this week. Y'all be cool. Peace. Light a candle for the sinners, cause we're all going Thank <laughs> you.